Yeah, I want I want a glass of milk with a splash of coffee. That's that's what a latte <laughs> is to me. And 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 then a ton of sugar, of course. Just just pile yeah. on the vanilla and Mil- I'm milkshakes. Good to go. Coffee scented milkshakes. Well, see, I can't do that. No, that see, now you've gone too far, my friend. I cannot do okay. the frappuccinos very regularly because those are milkshakes. No, I one think should. Starbucks <laughs> is brilliant in the fact that they rebranded milkshakes to a frappuccino yeah. and no one realizes it. <laughs> they turned their coffee into crack and then made that crack like candy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BizDev Podcast, the podcast about developing your business. My name is David Baxter. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Gary Voigt. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? So the big news of today that we're going to jump into, and it's going to color the whole podcast, I think, is the meta thing, right? You've heard of meta. Is this new to you? Yeah, the Facebook rebrand. Facebook rebrand. And is it is it technically a rebrand when they basically created a new company that now houses Facebook? I don't know the technicalities there. Yeah, there's it's technically a rebrand of the overall company. Okay. Uh, so there's different, I guess you can say tiers or stages too. There's like rebranding, uh, refreshing, just a new logo or whatever. But what they're doing is they're changing um, instead of the company itself being known as Facebook. Facebook is their main app, but it's one of the apps and they want to make sure that I guess all of their apps are seen as separate entities. So the one company that's going to be in charge of all of their apps is now Meta. So it's kind of a rebrand of the overall company as Meta Mm -hmm. and underneath it is Facebook. Just like when Google kind of split between Google and Alphabet. But that was a legal thing, right? That's what I think this is different. They literally created Alphabet and then Google is a physical company under it and Waymo and all of those. This isn't that as far as I can tell. They are still one company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did hint that that might split the future. They might split. But for now, they are just a company with a new name and they own a bunch of apps. Um, Right. So Meta, I, I heard that he's owned that name for years and it was owned by his charity. And he switched the asset to now his own. So that's kind of interesting where that came from, a little inside baseball. Um, but now metaverse meta is, I is, guess, yeah, the, the concept. But it's a playoff meta. of metaverse, mm-hmm. right. which is if you don't know what the metaverse is, at least from an old thing, it came from an old book in the '90s called Snow Crash. Did you ever read that? No, I have not. That is but it a, makes if me you think of the multiverse. Sci-fi, you know, that's different. That's that's comic books. Uh, the yeah. the metaverse, which coined by I can't remember the author. That's that's not good. But the the book I read a long time ago, and, and it's from the 90s. So it's before the internet was really a big deal. And right. this guy was, I mean, really visionary kind of stuff that you were gonna put on goggles or a suit or whatever it was in the book, and you joined into this 3D world, which okay. again. If you think about that, this was way ahead. And so pretty neat so, that this guy was that creative. Kind of like Ready Player One, that concept. Very of, similar. Yeah. yeah. So Ready Player One kind of took that to the next level. So you had Snow Crash, which was the, the metaverse really wasn't a good place. It was a, it was kind of a place where people went to hide because the world was so bad. And Ready Player One then took it kind of a similar concept. And now they made it all the different cultural icons were in one place. That's Ready Player One. So you had Mario and Marvel and Donald Duck and DC all together in one. And that's what makes that so interesting. And that's really kind of the the platform that 
Facebook or sorry, Meta now is Mark Zuckerberg um, is going to play off of. So he wants to create a Fort Fortnite is our current version of this, right? You can right. go to Fortnite and play everybody. It's the only place you can go really and play Marvel versus you can be Iron Man and shooting at Superman. That's like a big no, no otherwise. Um, but Fortnite's so kind of capitalist. Facebook's strategy here, or I should say meta strategy here. Um, instead of it's not just changing the company name versus the app names, but they are trying to use this as a, as a foundation for building their universe itself through probably new technology and new apps that they're going to come out with to create a basically digital environment, AR environment for people to yeah. pretty much so exist if you, in. If you imagine his, the future, and, and there's some great demos, we'll link um, a part of their announcement that has some demos of what they're talking about, but the, their idea is that you're going to put on glasses or goggles or whatever. They own Oculus, right? So they're right. the number one VR people anyways. Um, but you're going to put on these goggles and you'll be able to go say, for instance, go to a Starbucks. Now think of glasses more than goggles so I can see through them. Right. Right. And so, well, the new Ray-Bans I, are that they're just glasses with the camera attached. So I think, well, but this one will have screens attached, not just a camera. So I'm sitting at a Starbucks. I can look around and see the Starbucks and see the people walking around, but then I want to put a, a 50 inch monitor in front of my face. Boom. I have now 50 and I want to put another one and another one. And I want to surround myself with a little office. And that's the like kind of like the AR side. Heads up. Heads Very up similar system. to Iron Man. Um, and that's kind of where he's thinking. So I can go and have a work or I can and I say, hey, Gary, I want you to look at this with me. Suddenly your avatar is sitting next to me. We can physically see next each other. Yeah. And I'm pointing to the screen and all of that. So it's like a Zoom meeting on crack. That's really his version of the office, which I think is amazing. And then the other side, the cultural side is... You could go and, you know, play Fortnite, you know, by being in Fortnite, right? Or play whatever. And I do um, remember uh, years ago, Microsoft had a similar vision to this. Um, When they, do you remember when they were trying to put a lot of their emphasis onto their surface? They have the surface, big big screen. Yeah. It wasn't just the tech behind the UI and the touchable interfaces, but they're, their vision for the future was something very similar to what you just explained with the virtual kind of like co-working and virtual heads up display stuff for throughout your office and house or whatever. So I think regardless of what you think of Facebook right now as a company, the technology sure. and stuff that they were showing off is really impressive. It, it, it is. And it's, I think in 10 years, if they can do what they say they can do, and I don't, I mean, everyone's aiming towards this. I mean, you start to see, it's almost like there's a divine hand in here because if you start combining NFTs and you start combining right. all these companies building ARs and helmets and glasses, they're all aiming for this. Now they're, they can't figure it out because it's really, really hard, but Microsoft has HoloLens, Snap has their little glasses, Facebook has their little glasses, um, and they have the goggles. And I mean, there's lots of companies trying to figure this out. Apple has one in rumor that's supposed to be really amazing. Of course, that's what they say. Who, who knows? Soon, we, soon we will all just be plugged into the matrix. Well, and that's, you know, not to go in dystopian, but I'm afraid that that's the next drug is why would I get out into the real world where I'm just a 15 year old digital addiction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to be uh, the rock and I'm going to go and walk around and be whoever I want to be and fly. And, and that's going to be hard to, to separate, especially when you're young, Uh, that there is a me, the dad inside of me is, is nervous about that. But I think that this is a neat world. And it's like, it's all these technologies are really coming together because you can imagine if with NFTs that 
I want to um, buy a, a, an avatar of Mario to be me. Now, I there's always been a problem with digital ownership. Right now, we don't own anything we use, right? The software I'm using to talk to you is a license. The computer it, Windows is a license. I don't own anything. It's a lease, basically, if you read those EULAs. Yeah. NFTs allow you to own a digital good for the first time, technically. Now, that's not really what we're doing NFTs for, but that is what it allows. And that'll Between be really that interesting. And just the whole environment, the cryptocurrency and the deregulated mm-hmm. finance kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely see where, There's a path where this here. is headed for sure. But let's and talk about really not just the, the tech. I wanted to talk about the rebranding of Facebook. Yeah, I think that's important because- now, there's different ways companies do this. Like there's rebranding, then there's refreshing, then there's just getting a new logo. But like we mentioned, Facebook is an app and the company is now Meta that owns that app along with WhatsApp and Oculus and everything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So while you can kind of tell the popularity of this rebrand kind of fell flat, I mean, I'm sure they were really into it. it, One day, you know, it didn't go off gangbusters. Well, I think it's also because of the, you know, the the media and the news and stuff surrounding the company. Is the political environment that Facebook is launching this into is rough, to say the least. Not a lot yeah. of people are fans of Facebook, so for sure. And he actually, in the interviews, he mentions that. He's like, if I wanted to do this to offset some of the bad press, this would be the worst time to do this. But we've been working on this for six months, whatever. We, it was time to launch it. This has nothing to do with the bad press. Do I believe him? I don't know. But... No matter how he he could have come up with the greatest logo on the planet, and it probably would have fallen flat because of that environment. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it fell flat because of the logo. The logo is fine, and yeah, logos it's a little loopy M. Yeah, logos, icons, stuff like that. They that's not exactly rebranding. Logos are part of a brand, but they're not the brand. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of since. I have a little bit of knowledge in this field. I wanted to kind of talk about the rebranding. What is a rebrand? What is a brand refresh? And what is a new logo? How they're related and not related. I want to back up and I want to do one step because I want your expertise here too. I'm a new company. I have an idea. Yeah. How important is the initial brand, right? That's, that's, I want to start there. Before we rebrand, I want to brand for the very first time, right? I'm a new company or I have a new idea inside of my company and I want to give it an identity. How big a deal is that? I mean, a lot of people get stuck on this. You get analysis paralysis because I can't name myself and I can't make a logo. But how important is that, do you think? Okay, well, you can see where this actually helps and hurts companies. Uh, A lot of times, newer companies and startups will be like, it's just a logo. How is that going to make me money? So what Mm -hmm. do they do? They go to some cheap, either like Fiverr or 99 designs or something like that. They pick an icon, they pick a font, they type a name. Good. There's my logo. That's all I needed to start my business. So now let's work on the business. Well, that might be fine for them now and say their idea doesn't really go anywhere. Their business doesn't really go anywhere. No harm, no foul. Let's say that idea erupts and their business starts to springboard into things. And so this idea, this business is growing and it's a reflection of their passion for that project, their hard work, their effort, and their personality in some way. And yet their logo looks like they made it on the Wix free logo maker. Sure. Clip art. So, okay, but let's dig into that for a second. So if I am a new guy, I don't know of a clue if this is going to do well, right? I've got a new uh, jeans company or apparel company. 
How much time should, is it a good path to do the fiber route and just get it something out there rather than to use my limited resources to get a really professional logo done? I mean, I obviously you want to build a professional logo, but I'm saying you're, how much right. time do you spend on that when you're just getting started? When you're in the exploratory phase, when you're in the, let's just try it, see if this sticks kind of phase, mm -hmm. doing one of those cheap logos or, you know, uh, that's fine. But as soon as you want to present yourself to the market as a, you know, I wouldn't say established, but when you want to present yourself in the market that you're in with some sort of trust and authority and expertise, your logo, your brand needs to reflect that. So there's going to be a time where you're going to have to do a refresh or get a new logo or rebrand. And where, again, thinking of the starting guy, what should that cost me ballpark? I mean, obviously there's wide varieties, but where, what, what should I expect to pay for a good professional logo ish? Okay. Well, branding and logos are different. Branding comes with equity and time um, and has a, a little bit more of a, like an emotional touch to it for the company itself and for the products that you make. The logo well, itself, if you want to just as a professional logo done for a startup, mm -hmm. um, I would be very leery of the cheaper alternatives because mm -hmm. typically if you hire a designer or a, a company to do a logo for you and you have a limited budget, say like under $500, chances are you're getting stock icon and a font. They might yeah. alter the font a little bit. They're going to pick some. It's got a little step up like. from the the yeah. Wix version, but it's a not step a whole up lot. from the They're make your own boring. logo. But it's mm -hmm. not. It's usually not conceptualized the right way. So gotcha. more a logo is created with more than just your personal opinions of colors, art, styles, and things that you like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. a, a logo mm -hmm. actually does need to be created in a way that reflects not your business in a way that it's going to tell the story. I always kind of harken back to the three R's for a logo design. Oh man. Readable, recognized and remembered. There now, we go. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Now, the logo okay, doesn't so, have to tell a story, but it has to do those three things. But so I, when most people ask me how much a logo should cost, and again, I think your definition of logo versus branding are very different and important. Because yes. I a logo should be, tell me if I'm wrong, should be somewhere, a good logo, a thousand-ish dollars from a professional start. I think it can vary widely, again, depending on where yeah, you live, but I think that's a pretty good rate. That's a, that's a good, yeah, I would say that's, you should that's get a, a good, a good start, custom logo that way. Starting point for a professionally created logo. Now, of course, the market that you're in is going to be a little different. Say if you're starting a lawn care service. Sure. And you're just getting signs made for your truck or your trailer or whatever. Typically, the sign company that makes those signs are going to be like, hey, we can we can make you a logo. And it's like, okay, yeah, Bob's Lawn Care Service or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to want to spend, you know, $1,000, $1,500 on a logo. But if you're a digital business or something like that, or you're putting you're out a, digital a business, website and e-com. Yes. If so, you're presenting yourself in the marketplace today, online or in an app or just even retail, something like that. Yes, you're definitely going to want to. Spend a little bit more, and I would say a thousand dollars would be your starting point at that. At that. So level. now compare that to, and I don't want to go too far into this because this is I know I could get you going forever, but 
how I've seen branding when I'm saying, okay, I want the story, right? You marketing companies love this. When you start talking about storyboarding and what's the, the images and the names I've seen those go for 40, $50,000. Yes. And that's, that's intense. At that point, usually the company is making that investment because they can, and because they want to create that atmosphere. They want to create that connection with their audience and they want to present themselves as an entity and not just a logo. The branding tells the story and it tells the story of how you want your ideal customers to think of you and remember you. So when do you case, invest in that? Right? I mean, you if I'm I'm a new company again, we're saying, okay, I start out with the Fiverr logo. Fine, that works for a little bit. You get some traction, drop a thousand dollars, couple thousand dollars on a really good logo. When is yeah. it that you should be dropping that. I mean, that's some big bucks to right. get a marketing company to come in here or a branding strategy company. I think that sometimes they label themselves. When is, at what point, I mean, are, are you making some serious bank by that point? Did you, like your story, you never made a story. So how big can you get? I'll, I'll tell you big pixel. We never have ever done that. Now it is, I have one on staff now who can do that for me. So that helps. But, but for a long time, I didn't for years and years and years. It was just me throwing up the logo that I designed uh, with my big square, right? And I just kind of threw that out there. But there was no branding behind that and the company's done well. So at what point do you think that that's, is that ever needed to drop that kind of big cash on a branding thing? It is if it's necessary for you to stand out from your competitors. And the reason I say that is, okay, you got a digital product, you're selling a widget. You might be mm-hmm. the only one in your local area that's doing it. So you think, hey, you know, I don't have any competition. But if you're putting that widget online, you have the competition is everybody else in the world that's selling a widget similar. So but if I'm- yeah, company A, B, and C all sell the same widget. Company A, B, and okay. C all make pretty decent widgets. Company A, B, and mm-hmm. C are pretty close on their prices. So are they all getting 33% of the market? No. Company A is getting a lot more. Why? Because Company A's branding, their storytelling, their connection they have with the people buying that product, it's working. They like that company for that company, not for the widget alone that they're buying, but for that company, just like clothing brands. So if I were building a ladder and I'm saying step stools, we got Fiverr, good logo. I would say, correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but I think the next step would be make sure your product is on point whatever your product is, because you first got to succeed in what you're doing before the story matters. If you're, I mean, I guess there are companies and I don't like these kind of companies, but there are lots of them that have a great brand and a trash product. And that can get you so far, right? Marketing can do pretty well and get you a certain size, but eventually that trash product is going to bite you in the butt, right? Yeah. There's a lot of companies like drop shipping companies that'll just take a, the same product everybody else is selling, but just reskin it with a branding like they'll spend a lot of money on the branding and the marketing of it and they'll mm-hmm. sell a ton of it for a while until people catch on. Yeah. And I think if you're really trying to build a brand that lasts, a company that lasts, I think I would advise good logo. It has to be done pretty early because you don't want to put yourself out in an unprofessional manner. But I would say the next step after that is to make sure your product is unique or at least up to the standards you are aiming for before doing the big branding push. Would you agree or disagree? I agree. A good logo is definitely a foundation. Now, Mm -hmm. branding in a way, branding kind of 
automatically happens through time and experience. And if you're selling the product, you're refining the product and it's getting better and better. You have a, a core audience, but you want to expand that. That's where the branding, like the brand equity that you've already built. And I know it sounds cheesy and thought leadership, but it is true. The experience and the time that you've already put into this, the refinements you've made, that tells a story about you mm-hmm. as a company and your product. So that is you might not know the, that for a while. You might not know that until you actually yeah. hire a company that does a brand strategy for you. For well, I'm just saying you, it takes time, right? If you're brand new, you're making your brand new sweaters and you're putting them out there and you make a great sweater. That doesn't mean you have a brand and a story to tell yet, right? Sometimes it takes a few years of seasoning to say, what is it that makes us unique? Oh, well, the last few years we've given a lot to charity or we're really big in politics or whatever. And that becomes kind of your story, right? Well, that you need that time. You have to look at that in two different ways because you were asking about what steps and basically mm-hmm. how much you should spend and, and when do you spend that money when you you know go up the tiers here or the steps. Um, there could be in that instance, if you're a small company and you make something unique and you have a niche audience and you can use your personality as your branding, you're building it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you, you still need that good logo, but you're actually building your own brand story that way as a reflection of your personality that you're inserting into that product through targeting this niche audience that already has the engagement with you. So then when you want to start selling that sweater globally, you want to start making more clothes or or you want to build that business into something other than just sweaters. That's mm -hmm. when the branding from what you've already created kind of needs to get stepped up, strategized and put out there. So, because the reason I'm harping on this is I, I, startups come to me and they talk to me and they get, they feel like there is a requirement to do this big investment to, I don't, I don't know who I am yet. I I don't know what, you know, what I stand for. And I'm like, does that, I challenge them. Does that stand in the way of you doing your product? It shouldn't, right? You do need a name. I do believe you've got to have a name so you can coalesce. And I do think you need a logo pretty quickly. Even if it's a bad logo, at least something to coalesce around the idea around. But then I'm like, get to work, dude. Stop, stop yeah, hiding always, behind there. The reason why early on when I said branding is more of like an emotional touch point, mm-hmm. um, it's because you can f- you can feel it. As a business owner, you could probably feel when it's time to either step it up, make a change, or do something to present yourself in a little bit different way, whether it's more professional, whether it's more unique, whether it's more playful or fun. If you have to change things around a little bit, let's say you created a product, you got a a nice logo and everything was all buttoned up professional tech. You're going for a specific Mm. audience. Then it turns out that product through refinements is kind of hitting a different audience. You've changed things around. So where you're not really aiming at that high tech startup marketplace in it's more of like a personalized product now. Mm-hmm. You can feel that. You can feel when that's happening and you can feel like, okay, so now my logo doesn't really look like what we're doing. What is my brand? That's when you should really consider, maybe I need a rebrand. Maybe I need to tell the brand story more. Maybe I need to get this out there as my own unique thing. Not mm-hmm. exactly what it is now. Um, or Now I'm not exactly what I thought I was going to be, but these changes are good it does tell the branding story and it does help you position yourself at that point to make that change, to rebrand and refresh. Other companies will do it just because over time, they're just not feeling relevant anymore. 
Whether yeah, I know like Google the marketplace, the technology, logo. stuff like that. Yeah. They'll update their logo pretty small. Like they'll make it a little more colorful or they'll make the blue a little more. They do that pretty regularly or they'll round the font off to be more modern looking or whatever. And then yeah, there they are recently like did all their, yeah, their app icons. They just recently mm-hmm. refreshed all those. And they've turned them, they're blue, yellow, red. Uh, but then you have brands like Coca-Cola that have been the, literally the same bedrock swirly font since the 30s. Well, and that's it's ne- not, never going to change. <laughs> Well, it's not the same. It's they've refined and refreshed and altered it slightly many, many times over the years, but it still has that same core feeling and it's still that same okay. recognizable Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's still a script font. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it now, it's a lot uh thinner. It is not as tall as it was, and it's on one line a lot of the times instead of the two lines. Uh the swooshes and everything are not as curvy. It's a lot more tight you know like but it mm. still reflects that same coca-cola feeling that you remember sure because it's like, one of the most recognized brands in the world you're not gonna suddenly change that to a big fat serif font right they've had many refreshes throughout the years they've done other things like new logos for things like diet coke or coke yeah they're new brands you know, like, that come out yeah but they're all still under that same core coca-cola brand but that brand has been refreshed and altered over the years as well i got another you. one okay um an example I was thinking of that's very simple and probably nobody noticed was Dunkin' Donuts. They got rid of their vowels. They got rid of the donuts. Well, and yeah, then well, they even yeah, shortened it to just DD, like in some applications. And that's it's funny with our, our local Dunkin'. So we have a, a Sunday ritual that we get Dunkin' before church every week and and so we have this one that's that has the old logo, right? We see it all the time. And I knew that they had come out with their new one, right? They're Dunkin' and they're, yeah. it's like they're dropping donuts. And so we're like waiting. It's been like two years. <laughs> they still say Dunkin' Donuts on this one. And I'm like, this well, is crazy. When do they do that? Another the company is going to rebrand, but they're not going to make sure that every single franchise owner, you know, changes the facade of the sure. building. <laughs> you know, yeah, the new ones either say DD on them or just the Duncan. Sometimes they don't say Duncan with any vowels, which is just really interesting. Yeah, DNK. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, little... and they said, hey, we do more than donuts. Most of our money is actually made from coffee. <laughs> so yeah. they didn't want and to And most stuck of in their sales now is drive through to go and through their app. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, not a lot of people going. That's it. why you've noticed all their stores now are very, very small, and yep. put a lot of emphasis on the drive-through and pickup. There's not mm-hmm. tables in yeah, there the, like there used to be, which is you good. Know. So that's them up upgrading, I guess you can say, or rebranding and refreshing as a way of being more relevant in the marketplace now for what their core business is going to be now. So now it's funny we were saying all this, and I promise this wasn't planned, but. We came up with this topic talking about Facebook and 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 saying, hey, this is a relevant thing. Branding's a huge deal. But it's ironic because we are coming out with our own logo refresh, redo. Uh, we're launching it internally to our own company today, actually. Um, yeah, we're at the end stages of rebranding Big Pixel. So Big Pixel is getting for the first time in nine years, almost nine years, we decided to change the logo. Um, we will be putting it up on the podcast stuff. You can see it. I do a before and after, but it basically coalesced around the idea of originally, this is just an example of what someone might go through. I'm using big pixel as an example of what a company might do to rebrand. So originally when I started the company and why, yeah. yeah, when I originally started the company, it was just me 
And a lot of people called me big pixel, which is ironic because I'm five foot six, but um, it was one pixel for um, one guy is kind of what it became. It wasn't done on purpose that way, but that kind of became the vision. And so now our, we are a team. There's multiple of us now. Um, and we have our logo kind of reflects that now. It's lots of little pixels, not lots, several. <laughs> and it, it streamlined and made our, our brand more, uh, I don't know, it's Grown coalescing around that idea of team. Yeah. And that's and that's where that rebranding started coalescing around. And we started playing with different versions of it. We dropped the pixel, we brought it back, and then we split it up. And we're like, it was actually my wife. I will give her total credit who came up with the, she's like, you went from one pixel to many. And I was like, done. That hit me right in the feels. That's our yeah. logo. That, that's what won. And I think, and Gary, of course, did the logo. Um, but I think it really, we are pushing as hard as a company to be a team. We're not doing things in silos anymore. We are, we are growing up. We put on our big boy pants and our new logo is reflecting that. And that's the process. How many months have we been doing this? Three, four, several. Yeah. And like you said earlier, and like we talked about with the, the branding and the brand equity and the story, when you started, you just needed a logo. You needed something to put down on you know, mm-hmm. project proposals, letterhead, whatever, just to appear like, hey, this is a real business and I'm really going to make you something. Now that we have, or you have experienced all these years of growing and practice and expertise, and you're gaining a lot more. And the logo needs to reflect that and the branding needs to kind of tell that story too. So now, like you said, putting on our big boy pants, you want the logo to reflect the group, the team, the company, Mm -hmm. everything that you've gained when it's come to knowledge and experience and, you know, kind of buttoning that up into, I shouldn't say buttoning up. That sounds too sophisticated. Yeah. Turning that logo into more of a reflection uh, of the, again, making an emotional touch point to the company where it's more of a reflection of the company's personality instead of just Mm -hmm. a logo. Yeah. And I think, I think that process is a good example of anyone who needs, who's going through something like that. When is it time? Is it time to rebrand? My company's several years old. Do you have to rebrand? No, of course not. It just, it felt like it was time for us. We're, we transitioned to a new office. We have, our team has grown. We've doubled in the last year. Um, we had some internal changes and it just seemed like, man, this, it's all coming together. It's all going to be time and it's, let's rebrand ourselves. And that's, and rebrands almost sounds wrong. It's it's a new logo, but it's a new new focus for us and getting more team. Um, yeah. And so if you're going through that, if your company is, is growing and stuff like that, you're going to feel it. I think it's it's right in the gut because it doesn't, it's not like, oh, I just want to change my logo. It it, it really isn't. It, it If you're yeah, not if feeling, there's a, feeling it, don't do it. If there's a company that's just like, um, something's wrong here, I think I'm just going to change my logo because I like that company's logo. Or this one looks cool. Mm-hmm. And so they change their logo. Nothing happens. They change it again. Nothing happens. You're, they're actually going to end up hurting themselves because no one's going to know who they are anymore after you know a couple of years of changing logos. But if you feel like there is that need to upgrade and change your logo and you're just not sure, like seriously, you could just give us a call. <laughs> Reach out to us. <laughs> this is fair. We'll let you it's know. It's not a sales pitch, but it's, it's, it's more of a – it's – if, if we can have that conversation. It. We can we yeah. can do the consulting where you're not going to spend forty or fifty thousand dollars from a, you know a high priced ad agency telling you that you absolutely need to do this and video is the thing now and then you have to do this and we got to make sure that we hit 
your social media channels need to be. Yeah. The the key is today and blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure that it's a right fit for your company and that it's going to actually help move you forward and not just take a big chunk of your money without the key is you want someone. And this is where I find a lot of people, um, go down a really deep hole that they don't need to. If you talk to a branding company specifically, a lot of times, I'm not going to say all of them by any stretch, but a lot of them will immediately go to, and here's why you spend this money. When I think you need to find someone you trust, you'll notice that's a common refrain for us. You find someone you trust to tell you no. And sometimes that's us, right? For our clients and our potential clients. We'll tell them, no, you don't need to rebrand. What are you doing? But at the same time, you know, we don't tip, that's not generally our neck of the woods anyways. So even if we did say, we're not trying to sell you anything because that's not what we do, but we will absolutely be honest and you need to find someone you trust that will give you that honest feedback. Dude, your company logo is fine. Your brand is fine. Stay where you're at. Or you know what? You guys have changed so much. You're not even the same company anymore. Yeah. Let's get a logo that really reflects that. And that's, that's the kind of stuff. And someone, you know, personally is going to be able to do that really, really well. And that, so and there's you don't a lot have to of cases. There's a lot of cases of in between too, where you might have a decent logo, but it was done a while ago, and now you just need it tweaked or just kind of touched up a little bit so that it's more versatile in practical use cases. Like a lot of companies now, you'll notice that uh, I would say in the '90s, you saw a lot of more square and circle badge type logos, a lot of effects in them. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. I wouldn't say shadows, but you know, multiple colors, a lot of illustrative design. Now everybody looks at everything through their web browser on their phone. Mm-hmm. Every logo has to fit in the menu bar at the top. So you notice a lot of companies are making their logos thinner, single lined, you know, and readable and more recognizable at smaller yeah, scales. Small. They got to look yeah. good. At so small. you can that's, have a great logo hard. and you could have brand equity built in, but you just need those little tweaks to make sure that it's still recognizable at a smaller scale. That's mm-hmm. something that we'll let you know too. So I think that's uh, that's logos, man. Branding. I think. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a deep topic. I'm sure we will revisit it again. I could um, do multiple because, podcasts about this topic alone. Oh, like, we didn't I even know. cover we the hold differences. We didn't cover the differences between rebranding, refreshing, and logo. When to do it specifically? Like we talked about it in general, but there's specific reasons too when you shouldn't should not do it. There's a there's a lot to that, and I think it's important when you are starting out or you're expanding or whatever to to give that its due. I will, as always, I will tell you, do not paralyze yourself over this though. What you do is always going to be more, should, let me rephrase that, should always be more important than what you look like or what you're called. If you're doing a good job of whatever you're doing, that will stand out. Now, will a logo help? Absolutely. Will a good brand help? Yes. But don't let that stop you. Don't slow, don't let that slow you down because it's easy to just, oh, I don't have a logo, so I can't do anything. Man, you know how many good ideas have died because of that right there? I mean, just just do it. Just go. Just do it. But also, a bad logo can hurt you. <laughs> so, Says the designer. That's be fair. A little, That's be fair. a little bit, you know, you can consider both sides of that. You, you, can, <laughs> you could be growing or building the best product ever, but if you got a logo that makes everybody kind of laugh at you before they even look at the product, yeah, it could hurt you. I have seen, I'm not going to mention names here, but I know several companies that have a name and a brand that they first have to explain because it sounds counterproductive. 
Like, well, I'll, I'll use one. There's, there's, uh, I don't know these people personally, so I'm going to say them. There is a company here in Raleigh called Bland Landscaping. And I, that's a, I'm a presuming that's the owner's name is Bland. That's but you my have first to now impression too. fight that, right? Because who wants a bland yard, right? You see these signs going around and like, that's not what I'm aiming for. I am not going for bland here, but that yeah. I would maybe, maybe most people I'm overthinking it. But when I look at that, those trucks driving by, I'm like, dude, I, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Anyway, um, ask so, me about in a different podcast, ask me about. Uh, the landscape company, landscaping companies here in Florida, because I got great stories about okay, design and stuff I, like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end on a fun story. I read this um, in Steve Jobs' biography, uh, the really big one. I can't remember the, the the guy who wrote it, but he's a very famous biographer. And um, when he went out and left Apple for the first time in the '80s, he created a company called Next. Yeah, and it. it eventually got bought up by Apple again and he went back and, and built the current company you see today. But there was a time he went to the this famous logo guy. Now, Steve Jobs was already successful and very rich, so he had different parameters. But there was a guy, the guy who did, he did IBM's logo. He did several of these very, very famous world-renowned logos. And he goes up to this guy. He's like, hey, I'd like you to do my logo. He's like, okay, here's how it is. I'm going to give you one logo. This is like, again, early 90s. I'm going to give you one logo, not any variations. I'm not going to give you anything. One logo, it's $100,000. Take it or leave it. And this guy was so renowned that Steve Jobs did it. And if you look yeah, at the name next is, logo, it's awesome. His name's Milton Glazer or Glazer. G-L-A-S-E-R. You can look him up. And the reason he did that, he told Steve Jobs from the beginning, you're hiring me to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. This is how much it costs for me to solve that problem. I'm going to present to you the answer. Whether you want to keep it or not is up to you. So you're not paying me for your opinion of the answer. You're paying me to solve the problem. Which is such a different way than anyone I've ever heard sell a logo. Normally you get a, here's three or four options. Choose. We'll blend them. We'll, we'll do whatever you want. This guy's like, no, this is yeah. what it's going to be, period. And if you look at the next logo, it is awesome. It did, did. He did an amazing job at per usual. I mean, who am I, right? But, but I just love that story. It's like the balls of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> just well, boom. He also cut to the chase where he took out the the person's personal opinions out of the equation and solved for the problem of the of the business, the company, not the person. A lot of times you'll hear as a logo designer, it's like, yeah, I get it. But my wife really likes purple. Can we put purple in there? Sure. <laughs> yeah, we could put purple in there, even though it has nothing to do with your business. But yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but no, the, the stones of that guy, most people just can't do that. Right. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll make it purple. Right. Sure. I'll yeah, make well, it purple. You're paying me. This guy's like, no, there's no purple. You're an idiot. It's like the he, soup Nazi from Seinfeld, right? Or the the there's a hamburger, a hot dog place here in Raleigh. It's been around since the 30s. They do not have ketchup. Like there is no ketchup in the entire store. And if you ask for it, they get insulted. There is mustard yeah. and chili. That's it. <laughs> they are coming in with an opinion. It's wow. Okay. Got to respect it. <laughs> so we have a question this week from Scott. I'm very excited about that now. I will... In full transparency, say that I know Scott, he works for us, but he did give this to us unsolicited. So I'm very excited. Uh, he said, as a startup, 
Should you pull funding from your own savings, money from another business you own, or go to an investor or a mixture of those? And I'm going to leave this as a little bit of a cliffhanger. The answer is yes, but it's a lot longer of an answer than I can go into here. So I will answer you, Scott, in a much more detailed fashion next week. But the short answer is yes. The longer, the slightly longer is I lean towards doing it with your own funds. But I'm going to leave it there for that, for that, so we can really expound on this next week. Um, I think I, I feel bad doing that. It's like Cliff. No, it's no, like, it's a good tease. It's like the end Keep of it. a season. At least you don't have to wait three months for our next podcast, right? All right. Well, we're going to head out. Thank you so very much for joining us. As always, if you have a question, uh, please email us at hello at thebigpixel.net and we will uh, definitely read it and we will hopefully be able to use it in an upcoming week. Um, and if as a cliffhanger help, or as a topic. <laughs> that's right. Either cliffhanger, either we're going to answer it quickly or we will answer it very slowly. We'll, we'll just keep you hanging. We do want to mention probably that uh, if you do have any questions about topics that we've covered, uh, startups, businesses, not just questions to email us for to answer, but if you want to actually talk to us about your business, you can get in touch with us that way as well. Hello at thebigpixel.net. Same email. Yep, yep, yep. All right, they're all. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. See you guys later.